This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning prop firm, Fidel Crest. Trading Nut, episode 207. You gotta think, you gotta, you gotta really stop and think and remove yourself from that retail frame of mind, which is honestly extremely hard to do. But like this market has a purpose, you know, and and the system, the the main purpose for this market is is liquidity generation and liquidity insurance. You know, like if you're in a position and that position is large enough to move a market, it's not easy to get out of that position. Right. So there is a system in place to ensure that institutions and banks can always close their trades out. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial trading or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Up podcast, not just another one, this is the final one of 2022, going into 2023 next week, can't believe it, what a year it's been. Now today folks, we have a trader who's going to remain anonymous, 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 he's going to remain anonymous, he's called, goes by, goes by the name of Scott Free, uh, and he is one of these guys that's actually learned, and it's probably quite a, quite a good way to end the show, he's learned from a couple of traders that have featured on TradingNut across the course of this year. So he's learned how they trade, and he's applied to what he's doing, and he's managed to get himself funded three times uh, and grow an account 50%, scaled one of those funding accounts once, and he's quit his day job and now trades full-time. We also shot a video after the interview where he breaks down some of the things that he does on a chart. So it's a bit of a different video, uh, but it's there to, I suppose, inspire you, give you ideas, and that sort of thing. So not your typical one, but worthwhile checking out. Now, um, Yes, as I mentioned, it's 2023 coming up, New Year's Eve, just around the corner for me. Uh, do want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the channel across 2022. I do wish you a happy new year and hope that 2023 brings you a lot of success and a lot of joy uh, as we kill it here over at Trading Nut. Now, uh, other things on that, we are going to come up with some new kind of content here on Trading Nut, so stay tuned for that. I won't spoil it just yet. And if you have any ideas yourself, just chuck them in the comments and we'll see which one of those we might pick up as well. All right, folks. Now, before we jump into the episode, a couple of things first. I've decided to extend my Robot Builders Club Christmas offer into the new year. So it is going to be running up until just after New Year's Eve. And there are two amazing bonuses. A bonuses, <laughs> two amazing bonuses on top of uh, the first ever, the first ever bonus, which is a boot camp. So it's a boot camp for anyone that joins in this promotional period. So if that's one of you guys that have already joined, great. I'll see you at the boot camp early January. If not, if you haven't joined yet, this is your chance to join Robot Builders Club. Learn the skill to automate your trading without doing any coding at all. All right, folks, now, before we jump into it, talking about extending offers, offers, so have my sponsor, Fidelcrest. They've extended their Christmas offer as well. Yes, you get two uh, challenge accounts for the price of one. So to check out more on that, let's have a look at their ad, then get on with the interview. 
Fidel Crest is an award-winning prop firm that funds traders with up to $2 million and offers generous profit splits up to 90%. So what sets Fidel Crest apart? Well, it's their verification stage payouts of up to 30K in as little as 15 days. So you can receive your first payout prior to becoming a fully funded trader. Just complete the challenge phase and verification stage without violating any rules to receive your first payout. And be sure to use promo code TRADINGNUT, all one word, to get 10% off your next challenge. Click the link in the description below or the card above to find out more. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got a bit of a different, bit of a special kind of episode for you here. So uh, my past guests, two of my past guests have a student, and uh, this student has decided, and we'll find out why in a second, to come on the show and, and talk to us. Um, doesn't want the video on, which makes sense, like a private trade, a lot of the a lot of the good ones out there are. Uh, and the and I'll, I'll tell you who the, the mentors were that, that, uh, that I don't, one of them recommended him, Andre recommended him. So it was Andre Stewart and Paul Scott. So he's been taught by both of those guys. He's got a bit to reveal today. So welcome to the show, uh, Scott Free. Hey, mate. How's it going? Good, good. Very good. Now, um, to start the show off, I, I do want to find out why you decided to come on and, and share your story and share what you're going to share, not just in this interview, but also in a, a, a chart breakdown afterwards. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, I guess for me, it's like I was... Uh, given access to some really good pools of information and I figured some things out and for a long time I feel like before I made money from these things I was so stressed and and kind of like nervous about sharing them and always kept it secret to myself but I guess you just kind of realize that you know trading has been around for so long and so many people have had access to good information over the years and on a retail level like Nothing that anyone uh, is taught will change the outcome of a system working profitably or not profitably. And, you know, now that I've made money, I just feel like kind of a switch and I just want to like share, share this with people because I feel like retail traders just aren't given the opportunity, like the information that is out there and especially the mainstream information is just like so subjective it's and, and and it shocks me and uh the more removed i am from you know looking at anything like that the more i realize that it's just not market reality and yeah i guess i just want to do that brilliant so you so you just want to you want to come on and share which is what this show is all about so that's fantastic uh and i don't i don't know what you're going to share with us today i mean i know what paul <laughs> and andre do uh, so i'll be interested to hear sort of your take on their uh, various very different styles. Uh, so to start off with, we're going to get your stories, so how you got into trading um, and your journey to, to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. So um, I've been trading for almost three years. I started trading stocks originally. Simply, okay. So basically I got into trading because I was working a full-time job. <laughs> you know, I worked a full-time job and I was over it. And I, I just got a little bit of money and I decided, okay, like, how can I make this small amount of money give me the life that I want? It's basically what all people think, you know, when they, when they get into trading. Yep. Uh, I started out trading stocks, uh, just not not very well. Had some wins and some losses, and then eventually uh, I got onto forex. So into forex. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I went pretty hard. I think that the the way that I was raised, um, I was raised a uh, single parent only child. So this sort of environment uh, allowed me to really develop 
um, a strong level of focus because, you know, I don't have any, didn't have any distractions or brothers and sisters or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I was really able to apply myself with trading. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's working out. So, okay, so, so let's let's dive into that. So like we really want to get that sort of full on journey. Like what was your yeah. first, you know, bit of information that you got, the education you got before you dove in, or did you not bother and just signed up with a broker and went away for it? How did that all play out? No, I started out just like with some really basic entry level information. And then I realized that I think the thing about me is that I was able to trust myself that like not only was like along the way, if I wasn't doing well, I was able to trust that like, wasn't just because I wasn't capable. Do you know what I mean? Like I I didn't just always boil it down to like, I can't do this. I was able to be in touch with the fact that I don't think that this information is really it, you know? Right. So you were, so you're, you're able to just still like, okay, well, I, I, I think there's more to it than what I'm doing. Uh, Mm. I need to investigate further. Yeah. Because I mean, I feel like, um, retail traders and when you just, especially when you enter into an industry, there's a lot of, um, crap per se, you know, and as a newbie or a novice, you come in and you instill trust in, in someone and you want to believe that you've come in and found this thing that works. Right. And it's going to be it. But you know, the truth is that like some people never, ever find that. And some people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, on, on courses and things like that. And they never find it. So. I was able to just like, just just like keep at it, and and I think that and and how were you I, able to do that? How were you able to sort of like ascertain that? Okay, this thing's not working. I'm I'm I need to find out more. What was the sort of key? What were the key actions you were taking at that point? God, I, I think that I was just really trying to think logically, you know, think logically and and trust my own judgment of first of all the characters of the people who were teaching me and then the results of the students and, you know, this, that, and, you know, like it doesn't take a genius to figure out that like what people are really doing to move the market isn't going to be taught and you're especially not going to find it as soon as you enter the space, you know? Right. Okay. So you, you, you were sort of almost very skeptical about whatever you had signed up for. uh, And that was your sort of default, starting position was i'm skeptical until i see some kind of you know something you you weren't one of these two like uh it's too good to be you were almost like yeah if it sounds too good to be true it probably is and that was your starting point whereas a lot of people if it sounds too good to be true are like great get me in there i'm I'm, I'm keen you know i'm I'm gonna sort of throw everything at it okay right so so what, what kind of things were you trying back then what was i what was i trying back then well i definitely um I was using fibs. <laughs> I was like doing all sorts of things like that, like fibs, um, focusing a lot on fibs and structure for a long time. And then, you know, like I was infected with the whole like autobiographical liquidity thing, like on, on YouTube and all those sorts of things. So I went down all those paths. Um, and I guess the, the only time, and I want to say that I was the perfect amount of skeptical and naive from my perspective, because you have to be naive to keep, you know, going, going for these things. And it's just really important, especially in trading. Like if you don't believe in yourself, like, I just don't think it's going to happen because it's like, it's extremely difficult. 
Like no one trading is not easy when you're learning how to do it. You know, when you're grinding, it's, it's, it's very difficult because you're, you're essentially trying to like unwire or rewire your brain. We're not made to, to do this. Um, now, now, now put yourself in front of the computer. I mean, what were you doing on the PC? Were you trying to trade one minute charts live or were you back testing or something else? Well, no, I was, I was definitely just trading like demo accounts and, and a live account. Um, I was, I was actually, I did a little bit of like trying to copy like trade signals in the beginning and then kind of learned through that a little bit. But yeah, mainly I was, I was trading lower time frame using FIDs and structure, trying to make it happen. And how many hours a day? Well, th- this is, this is just when I first started, yeah. I was, I was probably spending out the charts, like maybe three hours a day. Like I'd wake up and try and trade the Aussie open before work. And then, you know, I'd trade like London in the evening over here for me in Australia. Um, maybe even more to be honest, I was probably staying up really late, like with a gambler's mindset or something, just like trying to escape the rat race. You yeah. Know, that sort of escapism aspect of it. Okay, and so when did when did things start to shift for for you? Well, I mean, things definitely shifted for me. Let me just think, like, because I was really getting somewhere with my trading just before I reached out to Andre, and then reaching, um, yeah, like being his student and going through all of his information that is sort of like really where I was able to combine what I was doing before with a little bit of what he was or the tools that he provides, you know? Okay. And, and just, just from that, like, you know, you said that I was really getting somewhere with it just before you reached out to him. And at that point, what were, what were, what were the signs that you were seeing that you were getting somewhere? Well, at that point, it was like my first experience of recognizing repetition in the market and, for a trader, repetition is simply just opportunity. Like if you can see something repeating itself, like if you look at a market long enough, you're going to see something repeating itself because the market does do the same thing over and over again, whether that's specific price action, whether that's reacting to specific levels. So if you can see that happening over and over again and then maybe predict when and where it happens, even if it's only like a few pips, like, I say that a lot. Like, even if it's only a few pips, you can leverage that few pips. You know. Yeah. Okay. So, so can you talk us through maybe some stats at that point? What were the what were your trading stats looking like? Mm, no, I, I definitely wasn't profitable at that point, but uh, okay. I was I was getting somewhere right. with re- realizing these things. Like, I had noticed a specific. I can say that it's price action pattern and also candlestick pattern, depending on time frame, really, but this specific pattern repeated itself and from this point like large moves erupted so i was able to kind of like understand like oh no this is actually possible there is some sense in this market right okay and it wasn't to do with order blocks or smart money concept or anything like that it was what what you've just seen when you're looking at the charts like this keeps happening and rightio okay and actually actually wait let me say it yeah like honestly, it, it it probably you could probably find a way to say that it was to do with smart money concepts or 
right. or or Autobots because it's all so subjective. Yeah, like I'm, there's there's a way to make everything look like it might happen, or that it's like it is that or or this. If you're focusing on price section, you know, like yeah, and that's why I mainly just focus on price. Okay, cool. So, okay, you 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 sign up with Andre. You, you're getting taught from him. Things start to open up and become even more clear. So, talk us through that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it was it was a steep learning curve, and because you know that information is not out there, and it's completely different to anything that I had um, I had seen before. So, it took me a while to grasp things, and a few people in that group kind of clued me up a little bit. And, helped me figure things out and then I just decided you know I was I was in that the discord in that group and I realized that it was kind of unhealthy for my trading because I wasn't focusing on my trading I was focusing on getting trades and sending screenshots or, or something like that like it was right. just com- and I just realized that and I went okay like I actually really want to make this happen you know so I left that discord for a period of time and I just like went full focus mode um, into trading. And uh, I can remember, I can remember a key moment. I, I just did like a classic thing and I would recommend this to anyone who's, who's trying to figure something out or, you know, make something of trading is I printed out like a hundred pages of price action uh, with, with not just bare price action, like price action with the tools that I was familiar with to recognize things in the market so you know for people that could be like maybe one simple indicator that they're used to seeing because right. if, if you just look at price action by itself uh and you're not familiar with it it can be more difficult to recognize things without maybe one or two really simple tools basically i, I printed out 100 pages of price action and i went through every single candlestick um with a with a pencil basically was this so, on the same market or on like different markets and what no i just just did the euro to begin with but i've done this on pretty much every pair over time okay. and what, what time frames did you choose i did all, all the all the different time frames okay so right. when i say 100 pages I'm saying, yeah. i don't know like it's roughly 100 pages you know there was like yeah. a stack of them and it was yeah. all the different time frames so i would put like the monthly weekly daily four hour like on, on my table i would stack them on top of each other and just go through them and like i wouldn't put too much pressure on actually noting every single candlestick on every single page but I was just trying to like see into the market, not through a screen, through a medium that I was more comfortable with, which is paper. Yeah. You know, because it's different when you view a market on paper. Yeah. Really yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what did you discover from that process? Well, <laughs> I noticed more repetition. Like it, it's like one of these things that even though I believe in myself a lot, I probably deep down didn't really believe that I would see the things that I saw, you know. Um, so, yeah, I noticed more repetition petition and from that the backbone of my first and probably best short-term and long-term strategy was built that i was that i was trading profitably just before i met paul (laughs) right okay so so that's that's interesting i mean can can i ask what the one or two indicators were that you had on the chart to try and give you like some bearings oh um no those in those indicators essentially would be um part of andre's material so i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to share them ah, okay right That's yeah you know right. what i mean yeah, yeah yeah but they're just really really simple like it's not an indicator that looks like an indicator 
you know we're just talking about price here right okay only trade price so. okay gotcha um all right so so then you met paul and what, what happened from there so also actually before you met paul were you even we you, had you become profitable with what you you discovered yeah so I, I i was just profitable just just getting to the stage where i was like okay like this is working. I was trading my own my own account just with like I don't know like a thousand dollars or something, and I was trusting myself. I was seeing results. I was predicting things. You know, like I, I was just really like getting some steam underneath me. And honestly, I don't even know why I I went and, and reached out to Paul because I was I was getting somewhere right with my trading. You would think that is the last stage, but I think it just comes down to that thing where I, I listened to um, a podcast or an interview with Paul and I just thought about it for a while and I just like waited up and I thought like this dude can't be lying because of these few reasons and doesn't matter if I'm going well right now, this information could seriously help me. And it's, you know, that's like one of the, one of the best decisions I've made that I easily could not have made. You know? Yeah. Okay. And so, so just uh, before you got to Paul, I mean, you know, you said a thousand bucks. Things were were going in the right direction. I mean, can you give us some stats around that? Yeah, I don't know. Like some trades, I was making like seven percent per trade. Now I was risking like one percent per trade, which is extremely high risk for me now. But I think honestly, like I don't have that account anymore. I, I don't I don't trade um, my own money. I just trade for prop firms now. Right. But um, it was consistent enough for, for me to um, you know, be telling right now that, that I was profitable back then. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So so you reached out to Paul and I don't know if you folks have seen Paul's interview on the channel, but it's well worth checking out. Uh we've we've had him on the show. So so what happened there? Well um yeah we, we we he showed me what what he does and it took me a while to kind of appreciate um appreciate the information that he was sharing with me. Like sometimes I, I still just think about it and I just think that this is just it's crazy that he decided to do what he what he does and share this information because there's not a single other person has done it for um so basically he showed me what he does and taught me all the things that he teaches people and now at this current point in time I trade a combination of what he taught me and um the tools the tools that that trade teachers and yeah like th- that's what i'm doing and, and, I, and i have um a long-term system that i trade primarily and also short-term systems around the other things that i figured out um around paul's information yeah right and so so was it easy enough to sort of integrate uh paul's i mean i know paul paul showed a le- you know levels that or i think it was one or two levels on on a chart and the reasons of why he showed them when mm. he uh when he came on and he, I think he showed one level and after we actually did the interview, he showed me all the levels. He painted them all out on the, on the meta trader for me. And yeah. to be honest, I didn't, I didn't do anything with them. Um, yeah. But, but I, so I know that the, he's got these levels there and obviously Andre's stuff. I've, I mean, I haven't looked at Andre's stuff for years now, but I do know like in the back of my mind, what, what he does. So how did, so was it easy enough to piece these two together and how much, if you had to give a weighting on like Paul versus Andre, what was the, that weighting like? Yeah, sure. So, um, I think I was pretty comfortable and familiar with all the tools like re Andre. So 
Yeah, I mean, look, both of both both ways are super logical, right? So if something is logical, um, it's pretty easy to kind of just put them together or just like view the market. It's not like there's two really technical ways of viewing the market. It's like there's one Andres, which is really logical. And then there's two Pauls, which in my opinion is just completely undeniable and, and ridiculous. And it's so simple. It I see the information that Paul shares with, sorry, that Paul shares as being so simple, like <laughs> that it's, it is almost undeniable. I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, because I, I did see like people have a look, um, had a comment on that, on that um, video where Paul shares price section. And I just thought like, wow, like the reason why people don't think that it's like tangible is because it's too simple. Like, and that's like a classic cliche thing to say that like as humans, we overcomplicate things, etc. But it's like, like, what do you want? Like, do you want things to be complicated for yourself? Cause it's like trading has to be taught to all different types of people. Right. Mm. And the way that the market really works, like there's a system, like you gotta think, you gotta, you gotta really stop and think and remove yourself from that retail frame of mind, which is honestly extremely hard to do. But like this market has a purpose, you know, and, and the system, the, the main purpose for this market is, is liquidity generation and liquidity insurance. You know, like if you're in a position and that position is large enough to move a market, it's not easy to get out of that position, right? So there is a system in place to ensure that institutions and banks can always close their trades out, you know, and it's a game really like there's winners and losers. Um, and the only constant is that that game keeps getting played because it must be played because otherwise, you know, the, it, it's a the function. The financial system will not function if this game does not keep being played, right. essentially. Right. Yeah. Read into that as you will, people, because I think that's like yeah. there's a lot of information in those two sentences. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there is. But it's it's extremely it's extremely difficult to comprehend, I feel like, from a retail standpoint, like it, simple things work essentially. <laughs> you know. Now, now, uh, how much of the Nick? Uh, sorry, I'll cut that bit out. <laughs> so, how much of the scot-free uh, paper strategy was in this? You know, combination of Andre and and Paul. Uh, so well, it depends because I, I trade a long-term system primarily. And then I have a short-term system that I was trading a lot um, just before Russia and Ukraine. And then since Russia and Ukraine, I have taken a wide berth from short-term trading. Um, but honestly, what I do now is... Are you asking like what what percentage? Oh yeah, sort of what percentage of, of like the paper stuff that you come up with uh, are you now are you using with alongside what Andre's taught you and what uh, Paul Scott's taught you? Well, I'd say it's a, it's a, it's different because the way that I view a market logically is to do with what Andre's taught me. The way that the the levels that I use to trade from is what Paul Paul has taught me, and then all of the rest of the things like maybe the way that I enter, etc., is um, is that's all my own. That's all your own. Okay. Yeah, because what I'm familiar with and comfortable with, and it's just like, yeah. Um, 
people like big players in the market or whatever you want to call them, they leave footprints, you know? So try to find those footprints. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, you talked about prop firms there. So obviously at some point you decided, right, I think I'm, you know, my thousand dollar account's not cutting the mustard. I want to leave, leave my job and, and start earning yeah. something that's going to pay, uh, you know, cover the wages and that. So how did that, uh, foray into prop firms work out for you? Well, not work uh, out. How did it start and how did it go? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So basically, um, I it was after I had gone through all Paul's information. I combined the two things. Uh, I did a ridiculous amount of back testing on everything, like back as far as I could, just on software effects. I was super confident in the strategy. I was trading demo and then I was trading live my own accounts. And then I just went, okay, like why the hell wouldn't I just still find an account right now? So I just went with my Forex funds first and I got funded and I was, it's like a pretty, um, it's a pretty big moment for a trader who is trying to make it when you first get funded. So I was kind of over the moon at that point. And then I just went for a couple of other ones. So I went for a, a funding challenge with Lux, which is another prop firm. And I got funded with them. And then um, I did another challenge with my forex funds so i've got three accounts in total and yeah i mean it's going pretty well like i've made over 50 percent in the last 12 months i've got a friend who has been trading exactly the same pretty much as me and he's got a couple um accounts as well funded accounts so i don't know like it's going pretty well i've got i've had one account scaled and and, and, and yeah. what 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 at what point did you sort of leave your job and think okay well now I'm I'm ready to give up this full time gig? Yeah, so I think that that is kind of a really good question, and it's it's an important answer as well. Like when I first got my first funded account, um, at that point, I decided to take the leap of faith. Uh, when I first got my first funded account and I, 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 that like, I wasn't necessarily set up to do that, but I just decided mentally to completely go for it. And I think that it was the best decision. Like, I think that you have to take that leap of faith with your trading at the right time. Um, and it might be sooner than you think, because if you apply, if you're allowed to, if you can apply your full attention to something, you know, day in, day out, you're going to learn a lot more and you're really going to speed up the process. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously you can't recommend someone to leave their job uh, in this world, but yeah. Yeah, it does open up the time that you, you otherwise, you know, not just the time that you're doing a job, time you're commuting, and also the time that the mental, I suppose, decision-making you have to doing in that job, you can now yeah. sort of relieve yourself of that and obviously focus all your attention on trading. Um, now, talk. Let's, let's dive into some of the stats around what you're doing, uh, like if win rates, risk-to-reward ratios, that sort of thing now. Yeah, absolutely. How many trades? So, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So um, I have a 33% win rate consistently. But I hedge all of my trades. So if I'm calculating my winners minus those hedge losses, I have a higher win rate, right? But I don't really pay much attention to that. Um, I just go with 33. I typically don't look at anything under a 1 to 5, and I average around a 1 to 8. Uh, my largest trade taken this year was a 1 to 12. Um, the time frame that I trade is kind of irrelevant, but I don't, because I just trade price, right? But I don't really go much lower than the H4 ever. 
Uh, I trade six majors, so that's G, U, E, U, A, U, N, U, U, C, and U, J. Uh, don't have more than three trades open in a market at any one time. I only use limits and stops. Um, yeah, I uh, trade institutional short term. So that's two to four weeks with most trades over within one week of entering. Sometimes you get a longer trade, sometimes I don't. Okay, so, yeah. so, so uh, sorry, did you say how many on tra trades on average you take a week? How many trades on average I take a week? Uh, it's usually like well, one to one to two, but I can go periods of time like two weeks with no trades. So. Okay, so it's okay. And so how did how did you get around the prop firm rules, or you know, passing a challenge where you know you've got to trade ten days or whatever it is, and uh, you know you've got to do that consecutively. So you had it because you would have had to probably possibly trade more frequently. I'm guessing at that point, or did uh, you, uh, anything like that. Well. Pop up? Yeah, for sure. Like I, um, I had to take micro trades, you know, to to get my trading days up. Um, but, oh, so you yeah. just like you do your normal trades and then just drop the risk and get some, you know, do some extra trades within the time yeah, period. Like, okay, totally. Right. I just open and close a trade, like yep. on the days that I need to. But um, right. but yeah, I mean, the thing. This is the other thing about like. The challenges, like, I think that even, I mean, unless you have, like, really, really high win rate and you have, like, a super consistent system, I think that everyone gets a little bit lucky with those things, you know? Like, I know a lot of traders that are very profitable and, you know, they have, have a lot of money with these prop firms and they, they go for challenges regularly and they fail some and, and, and they win some, yeah. you know? So it's like you get a little bit lucky that the parameters are ridiculous. Yeah. Like seriously, if you yeah, think tight. Yeah. if, if you can make more than 10% in a year, right, right. Just more than 10% in a year, a bank will give you money, you know, like as much money as you want. And that's from experience through a friend, like yeah. those words were, were, were said to him. So it's like, you're being asked to make that in 30 days. And it's just like, it's outrageous, but honestly, I do think that we are in the golden era of retail trading still because these opportunities, even though the parameters are tight, like this was never possible 10, 20 years ago. Like mm. it was impossible. Um, you had to trade your own money and lend with your own money and lose your own money essentially. Yeah. So Yeah, no, they're, they're great. And look, I mean, the, the, the spot, it just reminds me, this, my sponsor, Fidel Crest, of, uh, they've only, they only ask you to make 5% with a 10% drawdown. On the smaller accounts, though, but larger accounts, I think, I think it is still ten percent. But it's still that that is that is actually quite a good way to get in and just make yourself some money to even afford a, a bigger account. Um, okay, brilliant. That, that, that's, a, that's a great breakdown of your stats. Um, the thirty-three percent win rate is interesting in terms mm. of. I mean, how does how did you sort of like get around the sort of psychology side of that? You know, being able to lose. 70% of your trades and you did talk about the hedging thing in there does that you know does that somehow offset that 33 to from well, a mindset point of view yeah of course well yeah as I said like like from all the things I use to get my win rate just like on my accounts or my statements or my um you know like my account analyzers etc it just tells me it's 33% and you know, that, that's pretty much the same win rate that, that I got when I was backtesting but because I'm hedging every single trade if my trade hits this take profit, there is a loss there as well from the hedging from the hedge that was stopped out on the way to that take profit. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, so okay, I, I right. probably have a higher win rate than 33%, but right. I'll just go with that because I am super at peace with that. Um, yeah, my system, right? So I have losses, of course. And how how did I um, conquer that? I mean, it's hard, dude. Like, it's just, it's honestly, for me, it's just experience, but also it's trust in my system. You know, like, um, I wouldn't have as much trust in my system as I do now if I hadn't been through things with this system. Like, first of all, I've done all the backtesting that you could ever do with it. Like, there's no more backtesting that I could do unless I purchase, like, a ridiculous amount of old data, which will be difficult to backtest anyway. Um, I have been through... So, when I first got funded, um, which was... Oh, yeah year and a half ago or something like that i i had two great months in a row and made withdrawals or whatever like life's good and then i i was using too much risk right and this is how i learned that basically over a week or so everything went wrong that could possibly go wrong and i learned a lot of lessons but i suffered a 10 percent drawdown right and with the prop firm that i was with you can only have a 12 um, percent drawdown in total so it was a huge wake up call for me. Like, first of all, like I was still in the retail mindset using 1% risk, which is just, you know, r- ridiculous, really. Um, so I realized that I had to halve my risk and I halved my risk from that point. So I suffered the 10% loss. I halved my risk. And then I, I made that 10% back. So if I was using the same risk, that's 20% essentially. Right, and then I got that account scaled in the end, so I made another ten percent. Like I, I've never gone back mm. with my risk. I just used half zero point five. Um, now, so that helped. Like coming out of that drawdown with half risk, and then then getting that account scaled, it's like, wow, you know, like I, I can really trust my system. Like losses happen; it's part of trading. You have to lose to win. Like you just realize these things over time. I think. It's not easy. Yeah, and so so another thing a question I got around this is like you talked about limit stop orders. You're obviously placing these orders. Are you placing the orders at the same time every day, or are there you know times when you have to get up in the middle of the night? How does that all work? So I can just run you through like my day. Yeah, your trading day is probably the the way to go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So I wake up naturally around six thirty seven. I'll just like check my positions on my phone. You know, I've got MT4 on my phone. If if I need to go to the computer to close a position or put new orders in or document my trade or something, like I'll just do that first thing in the morning. After that, I'll eat breakfast, go surfing, do whatever I want to do with my day, like just hang out with my dog and my partner and and chill. And then pretty much like, you know, I'm, I'm out in the world and I think that it's been maybe like three, four hours since I have seen what the market is doing. And I'll just open my phone and go have a look. And then, you know, that's it. And then pretty much before bed, I'll just do the same thing. So I'll just like manage my positions. Like I'll just like put new orders in, close this trade out for whatever reason. Maybe I've hit take profit, maybe not, you know, stop loss, who knows. And so you, you're doing most of this via your phone or... No, no, I, I don't. Um, I, I do all of my managing on my computer, but like I'll check the trades on my phone for sure. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll definitely close some trades out on my phone as well when yeah. I've been like away or you know, camping or something. And so, so one question I got around the thirty three percent win rate, and like, I mean, if you if, do you ever miss a position that would have gone on to win? 
And if yeah, for sure. Essentially, like you know, you missed the winning position out of your your you know out of your thirty three percent win rate, you you missed the one that that won, and then you sort of know well, there's a chance I could now get another you know four, five, six, seven positions that are losing before I get another winning opportunity. Is that is that ever a a thing that happens? Um, honestly, like not really. And yeah, like just keep in mind that because I'm hedging the trades, like my win rate of of uh, yeah. trades that hit that take profit is 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 a higher percentage. Um, so honestly, I, I don't really, I don't think about that too much. And you know, I haven't had sustained periods of drawdown that I haven't been able to come out of. Yeah. You know, as of yet. And yeah. the same same thing goes with my back testing. I mean, look, man, any any good system, any average to good system is going to have drawdown. Like ridiculous systems that I don't know about or can't be proven to exist like they don't have any drawdown and they just go up or whatever like that but i think that it's you're more in reality if you just come to terms with the fact that yeah like you're going to have a drawdown and if your system has high enough um risk reward you're going to come out of that drawdown like this year i did miss one 20 r trade and that's like there's a space between two levels on a certain pair that offers that much and that's like the largest um the largest risk reward that my system offer like it's maxed out yeah. if trading systematically to both the targets at 20r and i missed that trade some of the best trades in my system come one hour after nfp oh, right one hour so just one hour after nfp it's consistent as and they're huge trades right and you know like there's a lot to be said about nfp and the, the way that it sets the market up and so so in that instance would do, i mean i'm thinking about where you live do you have to stay up quite late at night to catch that trade well that's why i missed it you know oh right okay (laughs) so okay yeah yeah like i i I usually um will try to take that trade just when i wake up in the morning right you know but you know like that's the other thing like i i don't necessarily sacrifice my quality of life yeah for trading like if i'm tired i'm just going to go to bed i'm i'm not in that mindset where i have to like i have to be there and then i'm tired and then usually Honestly, I find that if you stay up and do those things, you end up blowing it anyway. off. Yeah. Now, now, what um, what do you think made you different from the average mum or dad, dad trader out there? Uh yeah. Okay. So, as I said, like I guess what made me different was that I was able to trust my intuition when it came to the education that I was receiving. Um, I was able to trust that not only was I not there yet, but I hadn't found what I was looking for. And I wouldn't just boil it down to me not being capable. Uh, from the get-go, when I first started trading, really what I was looking for was the most real and tangible information about the market. You know, that's that's what I was looking for. And I just didn't stop until I got to that information. Right. Um, I, I, I spoke about this before, but I'm, I'm going to touch on it again. So the way that I was raised, you know, I I was really in an environment that gave me heaps of time to focus on exactly what I wanted to do. Like I really had no distractions. um, And I developed like really strong pathways in my brain in regards to how long I can focus and how much time I can spend doing something effectively to gain a result. And I have applied this skill, which I think is important, especially if you want to do something like trading, you have to be able to focus and, um, you know, but I've applied this skill to heaps of hobbies and passions over the years and I've, I've succeeded in them so i knew that i would be able to apply this to trading and have the same results you know like i mm. i had proven to myself that if i apply myself like this i will 
have success. So it's like that allowed me to really believe in myself and allows me to believe in myself with most things that I do really. It's like, I know it's possible because, you know, like I really believe, you know, like I'm only human man and like everyone is capable of this if they can prove that sort of thing to themselves. Like trading is no different to any other thing. You know, trading is a, is a part of this world just like football or brain surgery. You know, and if you put like six years, I think six years is like on average when people have their breakthrough in in trading, you put like six years into anything, like you're going to end up good at it. And people just, 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 I would say, you know, maybe some people not, you know, who knows, but I'd say statistically, you know, if you really put your all into something for an extended period of time, you're going to learn some Mm. things and, and, you know, you might have something by the end of it. But I think the problem with the retail market is that let's say, right let's say you're interested in i'll use the brain surgery thing let's say you're interested in brain surgery and you graduate high school and you want to go to university to study that what the what the um the trading industry does is they hand that freshly high school graduated child a scalpel and they throw them in the surgical pit and they go perform brain surgery on on a human on a live human you know like that's the comparison to an (laughs) entry-level trader coming in the market yeah. to trade with, with their own money, you know, yeah. it's like without any education. And then the, and we act like that's completely normal. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's not set <laughs> up for you to win. Like yeah. you, you haven't been, it's just, it honestly, it, I do. It's just crazy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, like I, I, I showed someone, right. What I do recently. And then they asked me, they said, so do you think that they will stop letting retail traders trade the market so that they, so they keep them broke, you know, so they keep, the retail traders broke. And I said, like, it's letting retail traders come into the market and trade it that keeps them broke. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. That's, it's now, like, what about, like, your friend I'm thinking about? So you said your friend, you taught your friend what you do. He's doing all right. I mean, what do you think were, were the traits that he was able to show that enabled him to replicate what you're doing? Um, I guess, like, he, we did a lot of the back testing together and, you know, like he, he also believed in himself that we, uh, we, we were, we were having looked at it together in the beginning. Right. So yeah, he, 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 he was just along for the journey really. And yeah. he was able to just see and trust in, in the system and, you know, that it works. And yeah. Yeah. So he was almost able to leverage off your level of focus to try to, to get to the point where, you know, I suppose if you were getting distracted, he probably would have got distracted and done other things as well. Um, <laughs> now, what, yeah. what about what about uh, three things that traders, novice traders, can educate themselves on on a price chart? What about that? Three things that a novice trader can educate themselves on a price chart. Oh God. Okay. Um, I think that firstly, you need to focus on unlearning. You know, unlearn and look, strive for reality and simplicity. You know, you need to learn how to think logically. I mean, okay, so do you really think that there is just one entity moving the market on your price chart all the time? You know, like it's no is the answer. There, there are multiple entities that have enough money to move the market. And if they all agree on the direction, 
option, you know, and there's an opportunity for them to all enter the market, price will flow. But most importantly, they all cannot disguise their own footprint. So if you can identify those footprints and wait for them all to appeal, you might have, you know, a chance of getting the direction right. But, you know, how do you identify this footprint? You need to just look for larger moves. Where do they start? Where are their pushes along the way? You know, don't just look at the highs and lows. So I think that three things, logical thinking, simplification, and identifying market footprints, you know, just, just look at the chart and trust yourself. Like, you know, you you have to trust what you see because that's the only way you you can become profitable. Like I, I really believe that, you know, trading is super personal. Like I could show someone exactly what I do and, and you know, there's a chance it's not going to work for them. You, Good answer. Great, a, great answer yeah. in terms of like, I mean, I, I think you're right. You know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily what, you know, I oh, look at this indicator or that price pattern. It's, it's a case of analyzing and, and understanding what's going on. And, totally. Um, yeah. I, I think honestly, dude, like if you give people the best indicators in the world, <laughs> Or you sit them, if you like give them two options, it's like spend one year looking at blank price action with a pencil and paper or like he's the best indicators, try and trade. So, you know, 90% of the time I reckon that people are going to figure it out on their own. And then what they then have is something that their own brain has seen in the market that other people can't see. And Mm. then it's special to them and it's unique to them. And that's why it works because, you know, yeah, and that works. that is something that keeps coming across on these shows is that oh, really? when people burn it into their brain enough and see it enough themselves, it then that's when it clicks. Mm. Versus being told like this is how it works, A B C D E, you know, just follow this 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 process and things will you know things will work out for you. But until yeah. you burn that into your brain for whatever reason, that seems to be the thing that keeps coming up in these shows that that. Um, the good traders are doing now on uh, a mindset point of view. I mean, did you have any issues around getting your mindset right, keeping it at the right level, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I guess that I was lucky because when I first got into training, I'm sorry, got into trading, I was also getting into um, Muay Thai at that point in time, so I had something physical that I could go and, you know, like get the endorphins and use my body as it has, you know, developed over time to, to be used. Like we evolved to be physical, not to sit in front of the chart. So I think that that's just crucial. Like if, if you are on the verge of profitability, you need a new hobby now. Like you need something that you are just as passionate as you are about trading to put your time into because, you know, like, if I didn't go surfing all day and I wasn't like hundreds of meters away from my phone and, you know, like maybe I wouldn't be as profitable because I'd be out doing something like looking at my phone or thinking about my trade. It's like, you know, retail traders don't have that luxury of going home at the end of the day, handing your positions over to the next time zone. Like we are at home and and the computer's in the corner buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just buzzing. So it's like, you need to create an environment where you are safe from yourself and your your natural, you know, your your human nature, and then that will allow you to trust yourself more. Um, 
Yeah, so I think doing something physical, having a physical passion, something you can improve on that isn't trading is crucial for your mindset. You know, stop trading. <laughs> like, don't trade if you want to have a better trading mindset. Like, minimize the amount of time that you're trading. Focus on something else that makes you feel good and feel happy. Stop worrying about trading, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some good advice. It's some good advice in there. Think about it, folks. Now, um, we're going to jump into some quick fire questions here, then wrap up. So, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Uh, one and a half years. What's your favorite entry setup? An unbiased trade from a major level, one hour after NFP, risk reward, one to 10 to the first target. <laughs> Definitely. What strategies do you use to exit or manage your trades? Stop loss, take profit, break even. Uh, what's your recommended trading book or resource? A poem by Rudyard Kipling called If. A poem, yeah? Yeah, oh, you, okay. I, I read this poem every single day before and after trading for like a whole year. Right. That might have also attributed to my mindset, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, do, I will, I'll check it out after this. Um, mm-hmm. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? I've got no preferred broker, but I just use MT4. Hey, folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. And do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Shitty education when I first started trading, <laughs> you know, those are, you know, like those are the only real trades that an entry level trader takes, I reckon, in the beginning, because you've got a lot of money at stake. You don't know the outcome. That's that, Those were the bad trades I took, I reckon. Um, and do you, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Focus on creating an environment that makes you and those around you feel happy and in abundance. You know, like you got to enjoy your life as it is short and stop stressing about becoming profitable. You know, you need to let go of the need to become profitable and just shift your focus on being consistent as a person. Nice, nice, nice. Now, before we wrap up, what's the best way for actually traders to get hold of you or do you want them to get hold of you? (laughs) I don't know if you do. Um, Yeah, I mean, I have Instagram basically. (laughs) That's it. So it's, let me just see. I can't even remember what it is. I think it's Scott Free. I'll put a link in the show notes yeah. to that. So underscore Scott Free. Underscore Scott Free. Okay. And it's Scott with just one T, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's right. One yeah. T, Scott Free. And I just post trades and I, and I share. I just like, we'll do like a big breakdown of things on there and just like share what I can. Brilliant. Well, look, guys, a big thank you to Scott Free for sharing with us today. Everything that's discussed here, along with all those links, will be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Scott Free in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, so there you have it. Interview done and dusted with Scott. Now, what we did afterwards was we shot a video where he breaks down some of the things he uses. In fact, they were key levels that he uses to trade off Uh, in detail so you're going to see that across a lot of the major forex pairs and get some insight into what he does now it's a bit of a different kind of video as i mentioned but it's still quite insightful if you do go back and dive into it in a bit more detail right now happy new year for everyone watching the trading that channel as we do sign off here for the new year Uh, and do remember that 
uh, Robot, Robot Builders Club uh, bonus boot camp is now up there for the Christmas sale, which has been extended into the new year. So go and check that out. If you didn't join or missed it before the Christmas sale ended, then you still have a chance to jump on board and get those three amazing bonuses, including that first ever boot camp. Uh, yeah, that's it, folks. Do uh, have a safe and happy New Year's Eve, and we'll see you in 2023.